Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. It's so good to be with you this morning or this evening or this night that you're viewing this. Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries Online Ministries. And we just want to minister to you the Word of God. We believe that the Lord has given us something to help you in this new year. Happy New Year to those who are looking at it on January 1st. And for those who are looking at it throughout the year, I hope you're having a blessed year up to this point. I believe that these things will be a blessing. And if you're ever in the New Jersey area, specifically around the Perth Amboy area, please feel free to join us. We're about 20 minutes away from the Newark Airport, and we are a growing church that we are we're full of imperfections, but we serve a perfect God and His Son, Jesus, and we're led by the Holy Spirit. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, I come to you in Jesus' name. I thank you for this opportunity to share your word with your people. I pray, Father, that you will think through my mind, speak through my lips. I give myself over to the word of God and to the spirit of God. Spirit of the living God, rise up within me. Anoint me afresh that I may speak your word to your people. Give me the tongue of the learned that I may know to speak a word to them that are weary. I thank you for the anointing and the wisdom that make things easy. And I thank you, Father, that that anointing that destroys the yokes, that removes burdens. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for utterance. And give unto your people the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened, that they may know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. So as we begin this new series, um, it's a two-part series. It might be three. We'll see. But we're going to share with you the five priorities for life. Five priorities for life. As we think about the new year, a lot of people, they have their um, goals that they would like to accomplish this year, whether it's to read a certain amount of books. There's an um, app called Goodread. And on Goodread, you can set how many, a, a reading challenge, and you can set how many books that you want to read. And I'm going to be the first one to confess that every year I set up a hundred books to read. I have failed every single time. And this year, I'm determined that I'm going to read at least 100 books this year. They don't necessarily have to be all 500, 800 pages books, but they could be a small book. And I'm talking about children's book, but just you know, a, a decent amount, 100 page, 120 pages. And so this year, I'm determined to set out some goals. And, and, and part of the goal, part of my goals is to continue to lose weight and get healthier so that I can continue to serve the Lord in, in, in a body that is not aching with pain, but a body that is representing his glory. And so I, I, I have some goals, my own personal goals, get out of, out of debt. And, and believe in God for some good things. I have some faith goals. I have some natural goals. And, it's, and I love this time of the year because beginning of the new year, people are going, they, you know, going into the gym. <laughs> they, they're making some vision boards. And I remember a couple of years ago, a wonderful woman of God, her name is Tamika. She actually facilitated a vision board session and 
people were putting together what they wanted to accomplish for that year. And I think that those things are very good to have. The Bible says where there is no vision, people perish. And so you need to have a vision for your life. You need to, I even like to go on to say that you need to have a vision for the day, a vision for the week, a vision for the month, a vision for the quarter, a vision for the year, a vision for five years, 10 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, and so forth. I, I believe that vision is very important. There, there's something to be said about vision, the power of vision. Vision is the ability to see beyond what you're facing now. A vision for the future, a vision that is from heaven, a vision that will empower you and produce the disciplines that are necessary for you to accomplish the plans and the purposes of God. I know that there are some natural visions that you can have, but I believe the greatest vision is to have, have a vision for God and to want to do some things for God. And, and I want to encourage you to have a vision for your walk with God this year. Make up in your mind that you're going to read a certain amount of scriptures every day. You're going to pray. You're going to go to church. There, there are some people who haven't been to church in at least two or three years. Make up in your mind that you're going to go to church this year and you're going to be faithful and consistent. Some of y'all need to join a church and be faithful. And I believe that part of some of your the th the solutions that you're looking for can be resolved with getting a good job and staying faithful at that job, G finding a good church where they preach the whole counsel of the word of God and being faithful, paying your tithes and giving offerings and getting involved with your local assembly and also taking care of your family and, and making family a priority. I believe that if you'll do those things, those are some great ways to start off in, your, in the new year and even to invite, like I like to call it, divine attraction to your life. So I want to encourage you to, to make that a habit of, of putting things, first things first, the things that should be first in your life. And we'll discover or talk about those things in the begin in, the, in a minute. I want to start out with something that I learned from Joel Osteen, uh, actually Joel Osteen's father, John Osteen. And I learned this when I was a kid, and I remember him doing this, so I want to practice doing this. So right where you are, wherever you are, whether you're in Uganda, or whether you're in Kenya, or whether you're in Asia, or Japan, whatever you may be, maybe Arkansas, or Jersey, or, or, or California, or Minnesota, wherever you are, you might be in a remote part of the island, whether you're listening through some kind of media such as SoundCloud, or Spotify, or Audible, or maybe you're in Texas or Kansas, wherever you are, I want you to take up your Bible <laughs> and I want you to wave it, wave your Bible in the air, even if it's on your phone and make the devil afraid. You know that the word of God makes the enemy afraid. And the Bible tells us how we, we can fight the devil with the word of God. I want you to wave your Bible up in the air and say, this is my Bible. I have what it says I can have and I can do what it says I can do. I, I will be taught the word of God today and I'll never be the same in Jesus name. Amen. If you meant that, I believe that the word of God that I'm going to share with you will change your life. So today I want to share with you five priorities for life, five priorities for life. 
it, I, I was tempted to name this the five priorities of the year, but I realized that these are priorities that you need to have every year, not just for 2023 or 2024 or 2028 or 2050, um, 2050, how does that sound? 2050, wherever you may hear this at, I might be dead in my grave by the time you hear this. It might be, I mean, you might be my great, great, great grandson while listening to this. I want you to know that these five priorities are really for life and they will help you and empower you to become all that God has called you to be. And so I'm going to list these five priorities, and today we're going to cover at least two. The first priority is to make the Word of God first place. It's to make the Word of God first place, and I will explain this. This must be your bread and your butter. This must be your cake and your frosting. This must become everything in your life. And the Bible says in Matthew 4, verse 4, it says, Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. You know, you shouldn't live by, I don't know what your favorite cereal is. I stopped eating cereal when I realized there was not a lot of nutrition in it. Um, whether it's oatmeal or cream or wheat or grits or pancakes or French toast or, or maybe you, you, you don't like breakfast. A lot of times I skip breakfast. Maybe you like lunch. Maybe you like a Chick-fil-A sandwich, a number one with um, extra pickles. <laughs> Whatever you may like, the Bible boldly says that man should not live by bread alone. It's not enough to have the natural food, but you need some spiritual food. And we'll get into that in a minute. Number two, give yourself to prayer. The second priority for life is to give yourself to prayer. And prayer is a must for every believer. Prayer is like a fish in water. It should be second nature to us. It, it should be like us as human beings who breathe air and oxygen. So prayer is that way to the Christian. And we'll talk about that. And number three, you need to live the word. In other words, become a doer of the word of God. It's not enough to read it. It's not enough to pray, but you must be, embody what you believe. Number three, value relationships. Value relationships. And I even put a little clause on the side is maintain the healthy ones. Maintain the healthy ones. Relationships are everything, and we'll come back to that. And number five, maximize your time. Maximize your time. The Bible is clear that we're not going to live on this earth for a very long time. We have a short amount of time on the earth. You may be 18. You may be 25. You may be 35. You may be 49. You may be 58. You may be 65, you may be 74, you may be even 84 or 93 or even in your hundreds. Whatever age you find yourself in to be right now, know that you have a short amount of time. The Bible does promise that the days of man should be 120. And so that's a sure promise that we have 120 days on the earth. Now, most people won't live to be to live to see 120. Most people will only live to be the average age for men is about 70 in their 70s. And women tend to outlive men <laughs> uh, and, they, and they go on to live to be like 80 and so forth. And so we don't have a long time on the earth. If you think about your life, do you remember the time that you were in elementary school or perhaps in high school? 
or college or your first baby or your first kiss or your first dance or whether you study or your first job. You can go back and you can look back and see how that time has went by. A year has already went by. We're in 2022, about to go into 2023. We're in 2023 today, January 1st. And and, and 2022 was just yesterday. And it wasn't too long ago that we were in a pandemic. Um, at the beginning of 2020, towards March, towards the end of March into April, we began to, begin to experience the pandemic. And so that time went by just like that. So time is wasting, awaiting for no one, no man, no woman, no boy, no girl, and tomorrow is not promised. And so these five priorities will help you to prioritize your life. You got a short amount of time. The Lord God, the Lord Jesus, the Holy Spirit has given us a small amount of time upon the earth. And we need to maximize this time. And I'm going to talk about that in a few. So the first priority that I want to tackle today is making the word of God first place. Making the word of God first place. Sometimes we make everything else first place. Even recently, I just deactivated my social media account, at least um, Instagram and Facebook. And I try to do Twitter, but I realized Twitter has a, has a catch to it that you, when you deactivate it, you got 30 days to maintain your name. So I said, let me just leave, leave Twitter alone and come back to it and not pay attention to it for, for this time that I have. So every year, two or three times of the year, I deactivate my social media because I want to focus on God's word. I want to set my priorities up for the rest of the year. And, and, and I encourage you, social media can be a blessing and can also be a curse. I actually found um, a cousin uh, through social media. And to this day, we're like brother and sister. You never would have known that we have not known each other all our lives, but we talk and we cry together, we pray together and we laugh together and so forth. And so social media is a blessing, but it can be a curse. You can find yourself um, looking at people's lives where, and they're living their life while you're looking at theirs. So you don't want to waste time on just social media. So you need to make the word of God first place. We live in a world that has been blinded by the enemy, Satan. And the Bible says in 1 John that the whole world lies in darkness and is under the control of Satan. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, I need to slow down. My son told me to slow down. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 actually says, Satan, whom the God of this world has blinded. Satan is referred to as the God of this world. Satan has blinded millions and billions of people from the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I would even venture to say there are even Christians that are blinded by Satan. They get caught up in the deceitfulness of riches, as Jesus explained in Mark 4. They get caught up in the cares and anxieties of this life. They get caught up in their singleness or their, their marriage or their, their, their child you know, been having children, parenting, or in their careers, it's easy to get distracted for what is what matters the most. And I want to tell you, what matters the most is your walk with Jesus, your walk with Father God, and your walk with the Holy Spirit. It is, God did not create you so that you can have a life of just working and paying bills and having 
you know, living on a mansion or trying to get a bigger house or a bigger car and more things to accumulate. But God created you with a purpose in mind. He has something on his mind when he allowed your mom and dad, dad to come together and to produce you. And so you want to put first things first. And the word of God is truth. It's not a truth. It's the truth. Can I get an amen? Go ahead and type, type an amen under the comment section. Just go ahead and, and type an amen. Share this on your social media accounts and type amen. So let it be. That's what the word amen means. And so you want to make time and make it a priority for the word of God to have first place. The word of God is not just a word, it's the word. The Bible says in the beginning, John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And we know from John 1, 14, it says the word dwelled among us in flesh. And so the word of God, both the written word and the living word, the living word makes the written word alive. And so we have this word here before us and we need to take time to read it and to study it. So I'm going to read some scriptures dealing with making the word of God first place. If you have your Bibles, I'm reading out of the ESV, Mark chapter four, excuse me, Proverbs chapter four, verse 20. Proverbs chapter four, verse 20. We're going to look at verses 20 through 22. Proverbs chapter four, verse 20 says this. My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight, but keep them from your within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. Let's go down to verse 23. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Let's stop there. So we see here the writer of Proverbs chapter four says, my son, be attentive, attentive to my word. Incline your ear to my sins. Now we can apply this as a Christian that this is God speaking to his children. This is God speaking to his son that he says, be attentive to my words. We need to pay attention to what God has actually said. In our church, every year we attempt to read the Bible, the entire Bible for the entire year. The, the, from Genesis to Revelation, we attempt. And about halfway, first quarter, <laughs> most people fell out. You know, there are a lot of Christians who've never read the entire Bible. I'm, I'm here to tell you that it will be a shame to go and stand before the Lord as a Christian, as a son, or as a daughter, to say that you have never read the entire Word of God. And so every year we make it a priority. And this year, this is the one of the highest priority in this church. It's for every believer to read the entire word of God from Genesis to Revelation. Because we believe that this is the word of God. There is no other word that's out there. There's not missing books. But we believe that this, was, this word is inspired by the Holy Spirit. We believe in the infallibility of the word of God and the inerrancy of the word of God. We, we put the word of God in high priority in this church. We actually have a ministry called the public reading of scriptures because we want the people of God to hear the word of God every single Sunday outside of the sermon. And so it's important that we give the word of God first place, making this word priority. If you have your Bibles, go with me to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, and let's look at verse 33. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 says this. It's a familiar passage. It says, to seek ye first 
I'll seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. But seek first. I love that the fact that Jesus says seek first, not last, but first. God's word needs to be. How do you seek the kingdom without seeking the word of the kingdom? Seeking the word of the kingdom. This must be high priority. The word of God must be first place in the believer's life. How can we know this God that we love, that who saved us through his son, Jesus, without knowing his word? Words are very important to, important to God. We see from Genesis that the Bible says that God created the worlds through his words. Hebrews 11 verse 3 says, it's through faith that we understand that the worlds were framed. The, words were, the worlds were created. And so God is a God of words. He did not give us a sign as some religions. Some religions, they actually have signs for their religion. But for Christians, the sign that the only sign that God has given us is his word. He didn't give us a some type of sign or a device that we look at or whatnot. But he gave us the word of God, the very word of God. It is God speaking to us. So I want you to say this after me. Say the Bible is. God speaking to me. Anytime I want to hear from God, I need to open up my Bible and read it. There are so many Christians that are lost. They're looking for ways to reach God. They're looking for ways to hear from God. They much rather have a prophet prophesy to them than to actually take time and to read the Bible. It takes great faith to listen and to read and to study the word of God. If you want to have the best life that you can have on this life, in this life, on this side of eternity, you got to make the word of God first place. There's nothing like it. The word of God is powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It can divide, divide even asunder the soul in the spirit. It could discern the intent of the heart. You think you're okay, but the word of God shows us that we're not okay, that we need the master. We need the Lord. We need the savior. And so this word of God is important. You must make time for it. You may say, Pastor Duane, I'm too busy running my life. I got exams. I'm in graduate school trying to get my PhD. I, I, I have to work this overtime. I got five kids. I got a good friend who has nine kids. Well, actually has eight, has the ninth one is on his way. And, and if anybody's busy, him and his wife are busy. Um, they're bu busy producing the kids and they're busy raising the kids. And so it's, it's a lot. Yes, life is busy for all of us. If you're doing anything in this life or, or even just trying to survive, you're busy. You're busy. So don't use the excuse you're too busy for God. Really, I, I developed a habit years ago and, 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 and I dropped it and I've just picked it up recently. It's, it's the first thing that I do. One of the first things that I do in the morning is I read two devotions, two devotionals, which I encourage you to get. One is by Kenneth E. Hagin called Faith Food. It's been around since before I was born. You, you, you can read that. Little Faithful, it will stir you up and encourage you. It's real short. You can read it in a couple minutes. And then um, Kenneth and Gloria Copeland has one called From Faith to Faith. 
it's a it's a devotional. You could actually go to their website and, and subscribe to it and they'll send it to your email. It's a powerful devotion. Have you thinking about things concerning believing God and being obedient to God? I encourage you to get those things. So I read those two devotionals. And then also I read a proverb a day and I read a psalm. So whatever day it is, it's 31 Proverbs, and we know that every month is not 31 days, <laughs> um, but, but I, I'll read whatever day it is. So today is the first. So I read today, this morning, I just read Proverbs 1, and then because I started reading Psalms, I just continued on after the 31st Psalm, on, on Psalm 32. And so I'll read through whatever day it is, I read that proverb. That's one way to start getting into the word. The, the, the book of Proverbs is, is a powerful book. It actually is, is wise, is wisdom, practical wisdom of living in this life. And I'm telling you, it will help you along the life. And so that to me, that's not enough to just for the word, but that's a good place to start. And then I, I have a habit of reading through First and Second Timothy and Titus every single week. I try to read through that two or three times a week. And then on top of that, I'm doing a Bible reading plan. On top of that, I'm doing a devotion with my kids and, 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 I'm, and I'm attempting to do one with my wife. And so you, you see, I'm constantly get, get, getting the word of God in my heart. There's also an app called the Dwell app. The Dwell app, it, it will cost you some money. It's about $40 a year. I think you get a lifetime um, membership for like a hundred and something, but you can listen to the Bible of different translations with music, without music, different voices, different translations, and you can listen to that while you go to sleep or while you're driving. I believe that you can, you should listen to the Bible on um, these digital platforms, but it's not enough just to listen to the Word of God like that. I, I believe that that's a good place, a good good step in the right direction. But I believe you need to listen to the entire word of God. You need to study it as well. Uh, is it sufficient for your devotion? It can be, but it's not the best. It's like almost eating instant food or instant, you know, um, or eating on the fast food all the time. I believe that you should have a, a nutritional meal, a home cooked meal, which is unless you go to a restaurant and pay a little bit more money that is healthier for you. I believe the same way it is with the word of God, that listening, listen to the word of God audibly is better than nothing, <laughs> but, it, but I don't believe it's sufficient. I believe that you should look your eye, your eyes, if you have eyes to see, your eyes should see the word of God. I believe that it'll register on your spirit more and more. I'm not making this a doctrine for those who want to fight and fuss. Well, I believe in audible books. I read it, listening to the Bible, audible. I believe that that's great, but I don't believe it's enough. I believe that you should read it. I believe that you should listen to it and read it. <laughs> and I believe that you, 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 that it will have a greater impact if you do both, if you can do both. That said, um, we, this, this verse tells us in Matthew 6, 33, but seek first the kingdom of God. You cannot seek the kingdom of God if you don't make the word of God first place. If you don't give the word of God its proper place in your life as a Christian. Go with me to John chapter 15. John chapter 15. 
I thought I was going to be able to cover two, but it looks like I'm only going to be able to cover one. <laughs> and then we'll come back and do two and maybe three. John chapter 15 is a, is a powerful book and it deals with the, the true vine. Verse one says, I'm the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. So here Jesus is comparing himself to a vine. He's comparing the Christian to a branch. He's comparing the father as a vine dresser, a husbandry, as King James says. And verse three says, you are clean because of the words that I have spoken to you. One of the reasons why you and I need to make the word of God first place is because we don't think right. We have ungodly thoughts. We have ungodly motives. We have ungodly ways. And the word of God has been given to us so that we can have a spiritual bath every single day. As a Christian, you need to read the Bible every single day. Every day. Everybody say every day. Don't you eat every day? Don't you brush your teeth every day? Don't you sleep every day? Well, if you don't, you should do those things, right? Unless you're fasting and as far as eating is concerned. Don't you go to work every day for the most part, five days a week, four days a week, whether it's part-time, three-time? You know, do you watch TV every day? Do you look at social media every day? Above all things, this word must be priority. Every single day, you should be in the word of God. And the Bible says, verse three, already you are clean because of the words that I have spoken to you. The word of God will cleanse you. Just like the blood of Jesus cleanses us from our sins, the word of God will cleanse our minds. It will get our minds thinking right. Go over to Romans chapter 12. You can't think right without the word of God. In the word of God, I like to say, the Lord gave this to me many years ago, the word of God helps us to remember God. The word of God helps us to remember God. Reading the Bible does nothing for God, but does everything for us. God gave us his word so that we can know him. He gave us his word so that we can live right. He gave us his word so that we can be right, think right, say, talk right. The word of God has been given to us, Old Testament given to us for our examples, things to do and things not to do. The New Testament is where we're living in. We're living in the epistles where we're seeing the gospel fleshed out and how we shall live. Romans chapter 12, verse one, it says, I appeal to you, you therefore brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. J.P. Phillips says this, J.B. Phillips says this, do not, be, do not allow the spirit of the age to squeeze you into its mold. In other words, don't be transformed to the culture. Don't be transformed into the ways that is anti-Christ. The word secular means to have a viewpoint without Christ in it. Secular viewpoint without Christ in it. And so we don't want to become secular Christians but we want to be godly 
Christians. We want to be God-centered. We want to have our lives upon Jesus. And you cannot do that apart from the Word of God. The Word of God must be your everything. It must be your, your bread that you eat before you go to bed. It must be your, your, your breakfast, your lunch, your dinner, your snack. You need a snack on the Word of God. Taking time to read the Word of God, to digest it. Jesus already said, you are clean through the words that I've spoken. I got a couple more scriptures, and then I'm going to let you go. John chapter 17. John chapter 17, verse 17. John chapter 17, verse 17 says this. It says, sanctify them in the truth, and your word is truth. God uses the word of God to, set, to sanctify us, to set us apart. The word sanctification means to, to set us apart. God will use his word to set us apart for him. He, he, he gives us, the word of God gives God exclusive rights to us. Let me say that again. The word of God gives us or gives God exclusive rights to us, not necessarily through creation or through the blood of Jesus. But in other words, it allows his kingdom to be established in us in a way that nothing else will. So when you give your mind and your spirit over to the word of God, you'll find yourself thriving under the hand of Almighty God. God will speak to you. He'll speak to you through his words. He'll start cleaning you up. You may have a bad habit. For example, if you're struggling with pornography, if you'll take time to meditate the word of God, those desires for ungodly sexual um, activities outside of the covenant marriage, the covenant of marriage will begin to die. What you feed will grow. What you starve will die. And you'll take the word of God and hiding in your heart, you'll find yourself sanctified, set apart for God. Psalms 119. Psalms 119. Psalms 119, my last scripture. And then we'll come back next Sunday. Psalm 119. Let's look at this verse. Let's look at verses 9 through 11. It says, how can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart, I seek you. Let, not, let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So God gives us his word so that we can cleanse our ways. If, I, if we have some ways that are ungodly, and you know what I'm talking about, whether it's your attitude, whether it's, it's, it's a motive, you have ungodly motives. Or whether it's you have a foul mouth, you find yourself using profanity, or whether you have a dirty mind, you think always, you think negative about life. You're not optimistic about life. You think about everything that's wrong in life. The word of God has been given to get our ways of thinking right. And the Bible says in Psalm 23, it says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So as my mind goes, so does my body. I, you can always tell. Now, I'm not, I'm not coming against people who sit in the back. But you can always tell when somebody is about to leave a church. <laughs> Sometimes. It's, it's, it's there, especially if they've been in the front a long time, right? They go in the front. Next thing you know, they're moving in the middle a little bit. Then they move towards the back. Next thing you know, they stop coming. 
They'll miss a Sunday here and there. Next thing they know, you, you know, they won't answer the calls. And, and, and they just stop coming. There, it's a, it's a pro pro progression. As your mind goes, so does your, your life. So if your mind is on the word of God, your life will go towards the word of God. So you got to get this right. This is the battleground. George Myers wrote a book many years ago called The Battlefield for the Mind. You know, you'll win the battle in life based on your mind. <clears throat> your, your thoughts determine your desires. Your desires determine your actions. Your actions determine your habits. And your habits determine your character. And your character determines your destiny. It all starts with the mind. And God has given us his word. I didn't mean to say all, all this today because I have these five priorities for life. But I want to encourage you to take time and make this priority. You may say, Pastor Dwayne, I'm so busy, I don't have time to read the Bible. Baby, you don't have time not to read the Bible. You can't afford not to read the Bible. You got to double up on the word of God. I'm not saying that if you read the Bible and study it and meditate it and confess it all the time, that your life will be trial free. I will actually say the opposite. I'll actually say that those reading the, the, reading the Bible and meditating and studying and confessing the word prepares you for the battle that you're going to go into anyway. So why not go into battle fully armed and fully prepared? Don't waste 2023 watching a bunch of television, looking at social media, and you're losing sight of the bigger picture. The Bible is God's reality. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of living a lie, of living through lies. The world tells us one thing. If you're looking at TV, or looking at YouTube, look at lies. There is lies. They, they can only be lies because that's the father. Their father is Satan. He's the father of lies. He's the author of lies. Everything about God is truth. And the word of God is truth. It is reality, not my truth, but the truth. And I want to end with that. I want to give you an opportunity. As a minister of the gospel, I give you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. That no one can get to God the Father unless they come through him. So if you're not born again, you heard me talk about Jesus, you heard me talk about the word of God, heard me talk about the Father God, I want to give you an opportunity. If you say, Pastor Dwayne, I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. I want you to be bold and brave enough to, to, to raise your hand wherever you are, whether you're listening to it or looking it through YouTube or some other social or some other platform. I want you to be bold enough to just raise your hand and God sees you while you're raising your hand wherever you are. I want you to pray this prayer. There's no magic in the words, but there's faith in God. And the Bible says, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. So I want to lead you into this prayer. You pray this prayer with all your heart and Jesus will meet you where you are, wherever you are, whether you're in a remote island in the Philippines or whether you're in the Fiji Islands, wherever you are listening to this or seeing this, God, the Father, Jesus, the Son, and the Holy Spirit will meet you where you are and save you. He's already made provision for you. Jesus died for your sins so that you can have eternal life with him.
So pray this prayer after me. Say, Father God, I acknowledge I'm a sinner and I need the Savior. I believe in my heart that Christ died for my sin and he was raised on the third day. And I confess Jesus is Lord. I thank you, Lord, for saving me. If you pray that prayer for the first time, I want to welcome you into the family of God. Please contact the, inf the, the ministry. You can text us at 732-324-2200 or email us at info at kingdomlivingnj.org. And somebody will just let them know that you prayed the prayer of salvation and someone will reach out to you and give you further instruction and encourage you in the faith. And if you're looking for a church home in New Jersey and you want to be a part of this growing assembly, come and join us. Go to our website, kingdomlivingnj.org, to find out where, where our church is located at. You can be a part of it. And then we're also believing God for partners, people who, who believe in sowing into our ministry, believe in prayer for this ministry. If you would like to be a partner in this ministry, you can contact us through our website. Um, there's a place where you can give information on. You can email partners at kingdomlivingnj.org or, and we're believing God for some things this year. I'm, I'm planning two trips to Uganda. And if you want to sow into this trip, feel free to sow. You can do through Cash App, um, Cash Out sign KLMNJ, or you can go to our website, kingdomlivingnj.org, or you can look at the screen and follow the information there that way. And um, you can say Uganda trip, missions trip. We also believe in God for a new building. And um, we, we, we got our eye on a building um, not too far from here. And we believe that it is um, part of the will of God. So it's going to cost money to actually sign the lease. And it's going to cost money to renovate. And so we're believing God for some things around here. And you can join us through partnership. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to what we have to say. And next week, we'll share. Uh, at least the second uh, priority and maybe the third. Have a wonderful day. Remember that the devil's defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is Lord. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.